Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. This is episode 19, gentlemen, the last one in the teens. Forever. Forever. We're your hosts. My name's Chips, and I'm joined by Cash. Hey, everybody. Merry <laughs> early Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Rubber Band Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I usually, I usually do that little intro when you surprise me and ask me first and I haven't thought of a damn thing to say. It's like, hey. Uh, think, 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 my think. biting time for my brain to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing uh, there. Oh. It's like an empty space. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, and Sunny Ravencourt's here. Yes, um, I'm having significant internet issues, so I will be playing the role of robot possibly all night. So bear with me. Oh, fantastic! If I'm if I'm doing a pop and lock, it is unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay money to watch you do a pop and lock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be worth that money you pay. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome, gentlemen, and to all of you who are hanging out here. Thank you so much for pushing play. Hanging out with us here today. Like we said, this is episode 19, and we are answering your mail today on the show. We're talking about the Ranger archetype, getting ready for that giant development update that we, I know at least Cash and I, Sonny, I, I think you, or as well, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're, I don't think you're really a ranger guy. You're more of a roguey. Yeah, you know, I play uh, a hunter in Warcraft, believe it or not, but uh, I'm not, I'm not as classic a ranger as you guys are, especially not Cash. Cash is just dying for this particular update. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This, this, this one's my gig. I've been, I was actually very pleasantly surprised when they announced that they were going to do a second rendition of the Ranger update. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very much looking forward to this one. We'll get into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to kind of preview our hopes for that. And then we're going to keep our con- our uh, continued discussion, excuse me, on the November Artisanship System dev update. Now that we're all back in the house, Sonny's back here with us this week. So we're going to have a jam-packed show. And before we get started, gentlemen, well, actually, we are going to go ahead and get started. We have some mail. Mail is here. And this one is from, (laughs) I listened to this earlier and it made me smile. This is a voicemail from Friendly Zombie on regard to archetypes and Ashes of Creation. Let's take a listen. Hello, Law Forgers. This is Friendly Zombie, also known as KB451286. If you read my five-star iTunes review, I have a double question to pose to you guys tonight. First, how do you feel about the tanking role only being available to the tank archetype and the healing role only being available to the cleric archetype? And second, do you think Ashes of Creation will eventually expand those roles to other archetypes or maybe even create new archetypes to do those roles? All right, thanks. Bye. I love that so much yep. that was I enthusiastic how, <laughs> i love how i love how everybody who calls us is always in character yeah it's true it's, it's true awesome oh that's good so this is a good question you know what do you guys think of the tanks remaining under the tank archetypes and healers being under healing archetypes sunny 
Is it, Cash was pointing down. I assume that on Cash's screen, I am down. That doesn't it, wherever I am on your screen, Cash does not necessarily reflect where I am on everyone else's screen. Well, everybody will see it on the VOD. It's not a big deal. They'll just think that I didn't like the question. No, <laughs> no, nope, thumbs down That's on that question. Uh, so <laughs> he brings up an excellent point um, that it is a little bit uh, limited right now with regards to those classic types. I don't so much mind this. I think that a lot of games start this way. I think that they really have built this game around those classic tropes of D&D type of RPG games. And so I'm okay with this. Uh, I, I do agree with him that it probably will feel limiting. What I don't necessarily like with RPGs, uh, and especially MMOs, is that eventually in an effort to continue to garner a player base, they expand these things to everyone, right? Like everything becomes available to everyone in time in MMOs. This is not unique to any single MMO. It is kind of that way. Warcraft is a great example, right? Like you, you had these very limited roles at the very beginning of Warcraft. And then over the course of 20 years, you can basically kind of do whatever you want, right? You get just multiple different specs. You got classes that can do all sorts of crazy nonsense. Um, in the beginning, it was not that way. And in the beginning of Ashes, it will not be that way. So I'm not opposed to this. If they do open it up, I'm, I guess, not opposed to that either, you know? But I do like, I do like the classic feel of Tank's Tank and Cleric's Heal uh, at the beginning of it. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that um, I'm a little split on the issue because there's a lot of games that that do have like pure DPS. Like if you're, if you're talking like world of Warcraft, then, you know, look at something like we were just talking about the Hunter. There are three different specs you can choose from with the Hunter. All three of them are DPS specs. Um, then again, there's other classes that have other specs that you could go into. Like, look at the Druid, the Druid, you have two DPS specs, a healing spec and a tanking spec. So, the one thing that I do like that Ashes is doing is they are allowing you with all of the, the skills that you can choose from, they're really allowing you to customize your build in a lot of ways and with augments. Um, and that that's a good thing. I don't, and the reason that I'm split is because I don't mind so much that, that you're kind of locked in into that, you know, that Trinity role, that classic RPG healer or tank as long as they give you plenty of ways to customize your build and customize your character for how you want to play them and that's with flavor and i think they are doing that so yeah your your base healer is going to is going to be a cleric and i certainly wouldn't mind if they switched it up sometime down the line but what i don't want to see is something similar to what Guild Wars 2 did. And don't get me wrong, I love Guild Wars 2. I think it's a great, great game. But there are no dedicated healers. You have to, like, get really creative with a build in order to make it like I am a support or I am a healer. Um, I like to see um, dedicated classes. I truly do like to see that. And of course, you know, the cleric is going to be able to go DPS or healer, but he's going to have that. Um, it's going to have the ability to kind of specialize in either one of those two. So I'm pretty split right down the middle. I just don't want to see it get to where groups don't need a healer. They just need somebody specced into healing skills. 
that I don't want to see. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's interesting that you brought up Guild Wars too. I think for me, in regard to this issue or question, uh, I'm a big fan of the Holy Trinity. You know, DPS, tank, heal, and I like that. The reason being is there's obviously like hard lines there. Like I'm 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 totally for like variation, but I really am for having classes rooted within the Holy Trinity. Reason being is it draws those lines of your role that you're fulfilling. And there's a certain level of enjoyment. Like when I went from DPSing to main... T- I'll never forget. I bring it up all the time. But main tanking the Razagath fight and the, and the raid and, you know, dragon flight. That was a thrill. Like going from DPS to a tank in a raid. And that's hard to replace, you know. And, and oftentimes I... At least from experience playing, I feel as though when you start to vary those things out and you kind of take away the purity of that role, it just, there's a part of me that wonders if it doesn't diminish it a little bit. And because there's certain things that come with, with, with those parts of the, of the, with those roles that provide you with a certain feeling, a certain emotion when the giant dragon is staring at me and screaming how it's going to murder me and I'm the one that's taking all the damage and everyone else is DPSing, there's a certain thrill that goes with that. (laughs) And so it's just like... Yeah, like right before the the fight in ESO when those dragons just stare you down and talk crap. Yeah. 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 Uh, But but, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, And so I think for me, it's in a world where there's so much variation, I understand why people want that. I'm totally for it. I get it because that's kind of like the way the industry has evolved and developed over the years. But I'm also really for keeping them where they're at. And and I don't know, maybe it's an homage or what, but it just seems to work. Sonny, what do you think? I would like one more class. I like the tank being the tank. And and what you guys said is exactly right. Like, I don't think that I, I was clear enough on that. You're, you're dead on that you should be able to main something. Like, you shouldn't have to just put a bunch of points into healing and then all of a sudden you're kind of an okay healer. Like, you should be able to commit fully to it and that is who you are. You are a healer. I would like one more class you know the more that that you guys answered and the further away it got from my answer the more i agree you know like the, i love the tank being the tank but i would like one more variation on it you know that druid bear is just fun they're a different kind of tank you know mm, yeah. they they have a different sort of thing and the healing you had the you had the the priest healing which was the big bang heals and then you had the druid heals in in warcraft which were the more you know hot type of heals and and that was a completely different flavor and a completely different feel that also had a basis in lore. It made a lot of sense. So I guess I don't mind that there is only one. I would like one more so long as it is something that you can actually dedicate yourself to. And it's different enough that you can really sink your teeth into it. I don't think you're wrong. Or I don't think you're alone. I definitely don't think you're alone. There's a couple couple comments in chat. One of them from Chafee J says, it's kind of weird that out of the nine classes, one of them is just called tank. And I, yeah. I do agree that that needs to change. It's just too damn generic. I love your idea for a second tank. I think that would be amazing. And it'd be really cool to have a second choice for a healer. Um, I kind of like barbarian. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I guess yeah. Maybe, Classic, maybe that's right? more of a yeah. Maybe it's more of a fighter, but I think barbarian would be really cool. Kind of give you like that that primal feel 
of being a tank. I think that'd be kind of cool to have that in there. But as it stands, there's Argent or under underneath the tank. There's Argent Paladin. There's Knight Spell Shield, Warden Knight Shield, Keeper, and then Guardian for Tank Tank. So I don't know. I, I think there's a there's a lot of room to play there. And so, you know, maybe to to switch things up a little bit or maybe to expand things a little bit in, in future expansions and content that they, they could add one more archetype for each of those. Can you name a couple you know? of those first names that you said for the for the tank? Yeah, so so a tank bard is tank, tank bard. Let's just think about this for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. summon aggro so, with my loot. I've got an iron loot. Well, no, hang on, hang on. See, just like I did before, I screwed it up. Okay, so tank bard is a siren. Okay, okay. Hey, give me one more. Tank tank cleric is an apostle. Okay, so you have a siren and an apostle. So imagine being in a medieval world where you're like, what are you? Oh, I'm a siren. Oh, that's awesome. What are you? I'm a, what was the other one? I'm a apostle. A, apostle. Oh, cool. What are you? I'm a tank. Okay. <laughs> I'm tank. I mean, All from, right. from a lore standpoint. I, I am tank. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like like that for yeah. me, from a lore standpoint, from an immersion standpoint, I understand why, you know, at the onset, just name it tank. But need something maybe a little more immersive. <laughs> something a little more in-world. Cash, I got to stop you again. You, you got it backwards again. So the primary tank bard is a an argent so hang on oh primary okay oh you're right you're right you're right i'm looking at it now well that's because they have primary on the left side and secondary up top yeah i mean it it is primary goes on top you you do have to you do have to read the chart uh yeah charts are hard they're like charts are hard charts are hard so okay yeah you're right i screwed it up the tank bard is an argent and i have no idea what that word actually means um the like what was the other one argent. we were looking for? The tank, uh, the tank cleric is a paladin. Welcome to episode nineteen, where we teach you how to read charts. Jeez, <laughs> see, yeah, I'm this not is... alone. Wizzy says that chart is hard <laughs> AF. <laughs> true. Totally uh, true. There you go. It is. It's pretty confusing. But think about I'm this. Educated. Like, a paladin isn't even a class. A paladin is a subclass. It's like, when sub-class. was the last time you saw a game like that? Um, paladin yeah. is typically its own beast. In this case, a paladin is simply a primary tank with a secondary cleric, which makes a ton of sense, right? Yeah, I mean, that's functionally what a paladin is. So do you guys think that Ashes will eventually expand those roles or no? I think it's going to be a minute. <sighs> yeah. I mean, first I'm things first, there's 4,000 of them already. <laughs> so... I mean, if they do anything, maybe they tweak some skills so that so that those those uh, class roles are expanded a little bit. You know, maybe they make something a little more tanky or make give something some some healing feel to it. But I just don't think anything is going to beat a tank tank or a cleric cleric when it comes to tanking or healing respectively. And that's certainly like that's certainly always been the argument, right? Like if you want to tank, then tank. Stop screwing around and tank this thing. Um, And if you want to heal, do that. But keep in mind, we have not seen or really heard of what a bard is going to be. We have no idea. They They could easily do an about face on that. They make music. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) But they have to fulfill some kind of role other than like musical accompaniment to the uh, crew 
you know, yeah. like a like a monkey with an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, kind of, you know, like what Cash was saying and is that uh, it's going to be a minute. And I will say, like, kind of going back to the earlier point that was made, you know, like that you have the bear druid and then you have like it could be a prop warrior, you know, or something else entirely, a a prop pally. You know, like these things, especially when you people say they're not about lore. OK, but everybody loves a good story. So when you put these classes behind a good story and like, for instance, the orc, very tribalistic, very loyal they they are warriors legit so when you're playing a prop warrior orc warrior um that feels good it doesn't matter like i'm an alliance guy but hey that's cool as crap because it's a it's a warrior embodied within the lore of the game so i think that whenever you're able to do things like that and i do think they will eventually do that i think they will expand the archetypes but i think you're looking at expansions down the road you know way down the road and i i've heard it said before that the purest uh, form of these will be the archetypes, you know, like cleric, cleric, tank, tank, you know, whatever. That's just one patch tweak away. Like, yeah, it in in statement, yes, this is what it is, but that's one patch tweak away from it not being that thing, you know. So I don't fully buy into that uh, from a standpoint of that things fluctuate in MMOs. We all know this. Things go up and down, you know. Right now, if you're playing Warcraft, Demon Hunters are stupid OP strong. Like, what? That was never, ever been a thing. It's just one patch away. So, it just happens. And so, I could see that happening here as well, I think. Yeah, you give a class an extra escape, or maybe, like, the summoner secondary class gets a bunch more mana, and all of a sudden, the, the meta changes on you, right? Yeah. So, I, I agree with that. You, It, it really is. Um, and, and that's the fun of speculation. But... Uh, you know, it is it, right now. It does say tank. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's, it's just called tank. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I wonder if that gets changed. I hope That's, so. I would like something more immersive, you know, something more in world. Uh, but yeah. uh, anyway. All right. So anyway, friendly zombie, thank you so much for the voicemail. Don't forget to all of you who are listening. You can always call us. Get your voicemails in here. 516-875-1776. Now, before we move on. Gentlemen, we have a special voicemail that I was not allowed to play. It just happened to show up in my inbox. So we'll see, Sonny, what this is about. Let's take a listen. <laughs> well, hello, Chibs, Sonny, and Cash. This is yours truly, old St. Nick, all the way up in the cold reaches of the North Pole. <laughs> I thought I'd take some time out of stuffing my bag with coal to ask you a question about ashes of creation. A coal? Well, yes, unfortunately, this job requires me to get my hands dirty from time to time. You'd have thought that bloke from Dirty Jobs would have contacted me by now, but I guess not. I got a big old lump for him. <laughs> but I digress. I thought I'd leave you a voicemail about something that has been on my mind. I know I may be jumping the toy gun, but what do you think about Intrepid introducing a physical collector's edition when the game launches? Perhaps with a nice cloth map of Vera, a book with concept art, and perhaps a collector's statue of one of the deities in the game. How about a statue of the others? 
Damn it, Pepper! I told you to shut the fuck up when I'm on the phone. Now get back to work! But my fingers hurt! Ho oh, oh. ho! Your fingers hurt? Well, I'll tell you, your back's gonna hurt now, because you just pulled landscaping duty. Now scram! Ho oh, oh. ho! Sorry about that. These elves these days, boy, they just pop out of nowhere. Ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho! So, yeah, about the Physical Collector's Edition. Just some food for thought. Let me know what you think. Also, uh, maybe you can have that doctor on again sometime soon. I'd like to ask him a question about this boil on my ass I've had for a few seasons now. Anyway, see you gentlemen in a couple of weeks. You're all on the good list. Except that Jibs is on the bad pronunciation list. I just made that up, but... I'm gonna bring him a dictionary regardless. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Hashtag ashes of creation. Hashtag alpha two. Hashtag no cap. Or whatever the hell the kids say nowadays. Ho ho ho! No cap. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Santa. Wow. Wow. Who'd, who'd have known this little tiny show reached all the way up to the. The NP, the NP zone. He caught the I gotta be honest with you, airways. I do not know what no cap means. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, what is that? Is that like a, like a super so serious? Old. We're so old. Like no lie? Jess, can you ask your daughter, please, Cash? Yeah, my son. Yeah. Where's he at? I'll ask her. Oh. Yeah, she's at work. I'll ask her when she gets home from work. Man, those millennial elves are just not being treated well up there, I don't think. I think Santa's kind of done with these ones. Oh. You know, my first thought is, what the hell kind of landscaping do they have in the North Pole? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shovel, he's shoveling sidewalks. <laughs> Poor guy, poor oh, Pepper. My goodness, what was his question again? Oh, that's right. Physical was, collectors. Uh, he wanted a physical collector's item. Uh, I feel like you guys uh, that uh, that uh, that you guys might have bought a physical collector's uh, thing exactly like that for ESO. Was that an ESO physical collection exactly like that? They had a bunch. They always had. Well, I wouldn't say always because they had a few expansions where they didn't do that. But for the most part, they had some kind of. Uh, physical collector's edition with like trinkets or collectible coins and then they would have like a cool map and um some of them would have like concept art and then there would always be like a statue of some type of some of like one of the one of the gods which um i, I always thought was really cool i would absolutely love that and yeah i would be a hundred percent on board for yeah. physical collector's edition for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, cool. I agree. I, I love those. I, I think that when you can add good value to something like that, because that's that's a memory. Like, you can look over and say, this was... You can look over at a statue and say, oh, man, like, this was... Holding up a... Holding up a character from Parks and Rec Funko. But anyway, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is... This is like that... This this brings back so many memories, like, leading up to launch and all the fun things of people I met, you know? Like, it invokes so many things, and it's just like... It's little things like that that I think that's important and very, very cool for gamers to be able to enjoy, especially if you're a collector, you know, like people. Um, um, oh, my goodness. I'm having a moment. I'm forgetting the name. I'm so sorry. From another show. They have maps behind them. Someone will know. Someone in chat will know. But anyway, one of the other podcasts, um, Theory Forge. Um, oh, yeah, Theory Forge has. Yeah. Yes. Uh, goodness. Host name. I'm so sorry. I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, they have maps back behind them. And I love it. 
I love when you can see stuff like that. Like, it's just so cool. It's the collectors. Um, it's very much uh, collector friendly is what I'm trying to say. And so, yes, yes, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I'd pay for it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I think that the collector's items uh, do provide those memories. I remember very specifically getting the Darth Malgus statue for uh, Swotor. Yes. And man, that that is just a moment. There was even a picture of me like on my bed in my pajamas opening the thing. And it was like 2011, maybe. And, Were uh, you four? Yeah, I was four. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, my my parents got me Swotar for Christmas <laughs> and a sled. <laughs> I had my jammies on. I, I, had, my jammies I had, on. had my footy no, socks. like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Kelly took this picture, and I here I am, like, with my, the box, you know, the big box that it had, and, uh, and, and I was opening it up, and it's, like, the best. And I, I was super excited about that. I am not usually the kind of guy to buy the collector's edition. I rarely do. That was one of those moments that uh that i did get it and it is exactly like jb said it is a moment in time that is just really special so i think that uh i think that if the game is a big deal for you that collector's edition becomes a big deal for you uh it just is super cool i'm not gonna get a collector's edition for every game that i play right like it's just it's not that important to me to have stuff that is not meaningful. It, but if you're like really into this and this is a big thing, like for example, us, you know, we're spending a ton of time before this game launches following it and, you know, following every word of the developers and talking about it and all this other stuff. That is just inherently going to be a meaningful experience when this thing comes out. And so a collector's edition is, is kind of cool. You know, it, it would be a, it would be a good memory for me. Yeah, I I love I love the thought of this thing. I think it would be fantastic. And then I think reality kind of slaps you in the face because you look at all these companies that that have that, and the one thing that they have behind them, I'm, and I'm, this is not this is not to take anything away at all or, or a dig at, at Intrepid at all, because I love the way they're doing this self publishing. Like I am so so on board with this. Finally, thank you. Um, but like a lot of those companies that do those big collector's editions have big publishers behind them, big names, big conglomerates behind them. And Intrepid doesn't. So when you really like think down to the brass tacks of, of how that would take place, like you have design, which they probably handle no problem, manufacturing, distribution, you know what I mean? So there's so much more that goes into a company having a collector's edition, you know, upfront cost. You know, not knowing how many people would actually purchase something like that. So as much as I would love to see one, and, and yes, I definitely would purchase one for Ashes, I just, in my heart of hearts, I just don't think it's going to happen. I would say definitely not a launch. I could see it into an expansion, you know, when they have much more of a gauge of their, their player base. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, you know, um, like you guys said earlier, you know, we're following this game early. We're doing you know, doing the show early and everything before the launch. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of unknowns, like there's unknowns about how the game's going to play. <laughs> we don't know. And, you know, there's also an unknown from Intrepid standpoint of, they don't know their full player base yet. You know, what's that look like from a month to month standpoint, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, so Sonny, while you were gone, Cash and I took a trip. Uh, I don't know if Cash remembers it. He was really hitting the eggnog. Very Ooh. hard. I'm talking. I mean, he he couldn't walk. So, 
Standard. Uh, standard. Noghead. Yeah, very, very <laughs> noggy. Okay. Um, so, but, but we took a little We've trip. We've all been there. And we ended up in Vera. I don't know how it happened. We took a wrong left, maybe a, a straight. We shouldn't have taken a straight, maybe a hard right. But anyway. You are not. You are not. Some stuff happened, and we, doc- we documented it. And so I just, I need, Sonny, I need you just so, you know, because we're transparent in this, you know, this is a trifecta relationship here. It's important. It's a collaborative you, effort, it's, right? It's yeah. Clab- and it's just, you know, it's only natural that you stay informed. So, okay. <clears throat> this is a documentation, documentary of our trials. And so I'll, I'm just going to mm-hmm. push play. Nice shot, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think I'm getting better with this thing. Yeah. Boom! Finally leveled up, bitch! <laughs> See? I told you you'd level up, man. Good job. Proud of you. Well, thanks, Dad. All right, let's get this deer cleaned up and... Hey, I wanted to check out that clearing over there. We haven't been in that area yet. Whoa. This is new. You're right, man. We haven't been here yet or... Wait a minute. What... Is that? Uh, that would be a trebuchet. Correction, that would be a loaded and unattended trebuchet. Uh, yeah. One pointed right at that settlement. Do not touch it. Stay away from that thing. Oh, keep your pants on. I just want to look at it. I've never seen one up close. Man, look at the craftsmanship on this thing. What is this? Dwarven? Hey, dude, don't get that close. And whatever you do, don't freaking touch it. Whoa, this thing looks like it has a hair trigger. Get away from it! Uh, oops. Oops. Oops my ass, dude. We gotta get out of here. Man, that thing is pretty destructive. You think? Let's get out of here, you dumbass. Uh, yeah, that may be a good idea. I literally can't take you anywhere. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, okay. I remember now. Just wasn't for sure. <laughs> That's a blast from the past, buddy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was a really impressive sound of a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I gotta be honest. I, like I heard that. I was like, wow. I just right in your mind, man. That is where audio lives. That is just impressive. <laughs> So, Jibs, explain where that came from. So that came from our very first run uh, in Ashes of Creation. Uh, for Lord, it was Lore Seekers, and it was during our six to eight episode run. And we were doing these bits at the time, and numerous times over the course of Lore Forged and this show, we talked about wanting to bring those back. And that is probably going to be the one, uh, the start of many of these bits that we'll play on the show, but. It's, uh, yeah, it's a three-year-old nod. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. I, I love it. That, that is a lot of fun. That's nice oh, work. Yeah. Uh, did, the, we did, did that one give you the warm fuzzies to play that one? Yeah, it get, gave me the warm fuzzies to hear it. Um, I think, um, like, the way that we did that whole thing was, was just, it was really, really fun. Because we were coming from Elder Scrolls Online, from uh, having podcasted for Elder Scrolls Online for, for a few years. And... We immediately came over to to Ashes once we left over there. So we did like a like a little skit like on how we like fell through a portal and ended up on Vera. And it was it was kind of cool. Like we had a few of those little things like that. And 
It's just fun. It's just flavor. It's RP. It's stupid. It's super nerdy, but who cares? <laughs> Look That's how proud fun. you two are. <laughs> <laughs> We're just dorks. Oh, it's That's true. It's true. We're all three dorks, so we've, we've got a good thing going here. <laughs> oh, true that. True we that. We're podcasting about what? Video games. So there's that. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So we're actually jumping into content now. 30 minutes in. <laughs> 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Tomato, tomato. Good intro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, for all of you who are listening, thank you again so much for tuning in. So happening December 19th. So if you're listening to this on release day, it's the day after. So it's tomorrow if you're listening on the release day. Um, at 11 a.m. PST, we're going to be getting to enjoy the Alpha 2 Ranger archetype preview. Now, gentlemen, Cash, I know this is something specifically you're very, very excited about. We've seen the, the Ranger archetype preview before, but really, gentlemen, overall, like what are what excites you the most about this? And like, what do you want to see out of this update? I, I'll probably just take this first, I <laughs> guess, because this is good. This is kind of my shtick. Um, just, just go ahead for a little bit. Just let him well, let I mean, eat. If, let that go. Like, when, and I, like I promise, like thanks for not putting a time limit on me. Like I, I really appreciate. I, I appreciate you guys. You're very kind. Um, I'll keep it short. Um, you think about like your your class. Like when your class is getting revealed, and I know this isn't really like a reveal reveal, but it's gonna. It seems like it's going to be a lot more of a reveal than the than the first range combat one, which obviously did have some of the skills, but I think there was only six or eight skills that they showed for the Ranger and the bow. And I'm just very, very excited because I think, I think the number Steven mentioned was 18 new skills. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what he said during the um, Artisan Showcase. And uh, I, I was like, excuse me, what? So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these skills. And, and of course, you know, once these skills are showcased, they're going to go right on the wiki for me to to study and look at and like kind of flesh out how I want my character to look. Um, I'm hoping for for some classic uh, ranger skills. So obviously, like we did see the snipe, which looked freaking insane. It looks so good. And super powerful. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the different shots. You know, if there's any uh, shots that stun or if there's, you know, any shots that like, you know, use arrows to pin somebody to the ground. So you, you know, cause a slow or um, able to trap somebody. So different traps and stuff like that. And 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 really kind of the mobility of the class is what I'm, I'm really looking to see. If if I can be very, very honest here, I'm really looking to see how this stealth is going to work because I know it is a ranged stealth with the, with the ranger. And that makes a lot of sense. A ranger should be able to dip in and out of a tree line, um, in and out of cover and concealment. And once you get closer, I mean, a ranger is not a rogue, so you shouldn't be stealthed all the way up to somebody. You should be stealthed about to where your ranged attacks can begin. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's going to work, because I'm telling you, like dipping in and out of the trees, periling a caravan in support of the caravan or ambushing a caravan like that is those are the kind of mechanics that I'm really looking forward to in my gameplay. And the Ranger is going to play right into that. So I'm a very excited. Yeah, I think the Ranger should only be revealed when he takes like a pull off of his pipe in the corner of a bar. 
you know, <laughs> that kind of look. There's a nice glow of red. Um, I yes. think that the Ranger is a, I think that the Ranger is a, I'm a little surprised that we're seeing Ranger again before we see some of these other uh, classes because I kind of thought that we'd see some other things before we went back to Ranger. But um, Ranger is just such a classic thing, and it's important to the game too, right? Because it is the quintessential ranged attack guy. So I... It's not going to be the class that I play, but I'm interested more in just the general mechanics because I think that if you can understand some of those classic archetypes and how they're going to play in a game, you can see how a game will will start to flesh itself out, right? You can see whether or not this game is going to be like a real twitch muscle game or whether or not you're going to have a little bit more time with some of this stuff. This could be a bigger reveal than just the class itself. It could be a reveal on the style of combat as a whole that we could be seeing. Now, we have seen some development updates where they are doing stuff like that, so we have a decent idea. But, you know, the one thing I love about this is that they have just this obscene amount of skills, and then you have to pick within there to customize the style. That is one of my favorite things ever. So you can play the ranger that you want to play, and will they all be viable? I don't know the answer to that. But again, like JB always says, that's one patch away, right? So y- you can you can kind of pick the flavor of Ranger that, that you really want. I would like pretty much exactly like Cash Head. I want that Ranger to be a little bit stealthy, but not anywhere near the stealth of like an up-close stealth, right? Yeah. Stealth at a distance, you know, deadly at a distance, deadly if you give them time to really wind up and crank one. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be cool. And and I look forward to something like this, even though it's not the class that I probably will play initially. I mean, I'm in agreement on both fronts, both of you guys like that. How many times in so fantasy lore, I'm going to take Lord of the Rings for the example. How many times did the Rangers come out of the shadows and their arrows there were art? I mean, their bows were already drawn, knocked. Everything was ready to go. And they were aiming them already. And you had no idea they were there. You had no idea. Dude. Dude. Deadly. Deadly, yeah, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm looking for as well, is to be able to do that. Not necessarily like that's exactly what the Ranger is overall, but knowing that it can be done. This is definitely a very important update to a lot of people. Like you brought up that nod to, to Aragorn. Absolutely. You know, like <laughs> sitting in the corner, you know, smoking a pipe, doing his thing. The very mysterious and that to me in a lot of ways is is the ranger to me it's the embodiment of the guardian of the forest the guardian over the lands of the area that of the king that they serve or you know whatever that is and so this is a very very important update to me between this and the rogue it's really gonna it comes down to the rogue and the ranger for me and i will say that one of the things i really enjoy about ashes of creation is the fact that it pulls from classic ttrpg experiences and classes because it seems like at the heart of each archetype that's what you see you see that pull from like a vintage sit down with your friends these were the skills remember those days and you can almost kind of picture in your head without playing the game because of the way that they framed it you can kind of picture in your head okay I think the class is going to be close to this, you know, without playing. I don't know for sure, but this is kind of where my heart's leaning now because I can pull back on the fact that, oh, 
I was a rogue in that D&D campaign we were doing. Cool. If I want to be that, to, you know, in this, I, and it's pulling from those classic RPG experiences, I kind of have something I can expect. So, like, overall, this is absolutely a big, a big, big reveal. This is, uh, look, they're all big, but this one's a big one. Did you guys know that the Ranger Fighter is called a Strider? Yep. <laughs> yup. You know, talk about a nod to Aragorn. There's a nod to Aragorn. Yeah. That's exactly what he was. And you know there's wow. some people who cool. look like that. They're going to be walking around with a long sword and a bow on their back with their cape. There's totally, there's, there's no doubt in my mind there's going to be Aragorn cosplays running around. You know, like transmog. Yeah, there should be. This is a fantasy game. Like, I'm sorry. Give me my five minutes. <laughs> I want to. I want to be in my fantasy world. Did you know that a ranger ranger is called a Hawkeye? I did yes. not. Know it could that. be a nod to. No, it's not the, a nod to your stupid team. Or it could be the University of Iowa. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, we it's clearly know. It's, it's clearly Iowa. I mean, let's 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 be genuinely honest here. It's not a nod to sports, son. Right? Buy a bet. Oh, so this is definitely going to be good, and we'll definitely be talking about it here on the show. And I look forward to seeing. You know what? I look forward to seeing is the. Uh, I think this is the name of the feature, and I'll be honest. I'm trying to pull this from four months ago of looking at it, but the tracking. I believe Rangers have a tracking ability. That apparently allow leads them to hidden areas in the map or like adventures or hidden quests that they would not have been able to see if they were not a ranger. I love it. But I don't know if that's true or not, but I love it. I, I love it so bad. <laughs> I love it so bad. Uh, it's, it doesn't sound like you're making it up, but I like it. <laughs> Why was there a question mark? Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> oh, goodness. Let me, let me take a little look-see here and see utility skills. I mean, it does track, right? Like Ranger, I would also accept that out of a rogue, right? The, the, the ability yeah. to sort of find hidden things. I mean, that's what those classes have stereotypically been capable of right right yeah absolutely i think it's in an image yeah. at the very bottom in the gallery it's like a class okay. overview and there's a dude sitting there with his bow all knocked and jumping in the air i definitely know that the that the rogue is going to have that the ability to find things in dungeons hidden doors and such but i had not heard that about the um about the ranger tracking i mean it's just perfect right like that's, it makes that's sense classic ranger type of stuff they're out way in the north you know living off the land tracking is going to be hugely important for them okay so here it is track use this skill to show nearby tracks leading to unknown adventures oh i love it yeah so maybe leads you in the direction of uh quest hubs or world events or bounties or bounties yeah that's gonna be fun ambushing somebody with rangers and rogues oh boy Oh boy. That just lights my PvP fire. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, so yeah, we'll be following everyone who's listening, we'll be following that here on the show and keeping you up to date on the things that they they talk about there, and we'll look forward to talking about next week. But, gentlemen, November development update, Artisanship System. Now, Sonny, I know you weren't able to uh, hang out with us last week and discuss it. And one thing I really wanted to get your take on was, you know, your thoughts on the update and what we saw. And, um, I know you were away at the time, but I know you got to see it. What did you think? Yeah, so I got to uh, listen to a uh, 
better looking uh, and better sounding version of myself on the podcast that you guys included. Um, he, uh, you should probably just go ahead and offer him a contract. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was great to hear. Sonny, we love you. <laughs> it was great to hear Burns on the show. Uh, and Burns does not disappoint as, as always. He's, he's a well-spoken, uh, just great podcaster. So it was fun to hear him talk about it. Um, he brings up a lot of great points. My initial thoughts on this thing, first of all, was there's a, there was a big reveal in that thing, um, with the, the change up of the siloed class, uh, system for artisan, where you had to either grandmaster in gathering processing or, crafting you didn't get to mix and match and now you have this real mix and match thing with the the 5432 system where you can grandmaster two and you can basically be kind of okay at five of them right um but those two can come wherever you want so the first thing i thought was okay we're getting into we're getting into vertical production lines here right we're getting into people that are going to be I get. I gotta look at the the at the artisan skills here, but like, th- what is the end for leather? Is it leather working? Is the crafting one, and then leather p- processing? What? How do you process the leather? Tanning. Tanning. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So if you get tanning and leather working, right? If you get woodworking and millwork or whatever the the middle processing is for wood, then you get the processing and the end result. For the thing, which is going to be a big thing. The only thing you're missing then is the gathering. So you could really change the economy that way. You are going to be de facto less dependent on other people. That is what this change made. You are less dependent on other people and there's no other way of looking at it. A little less dependent, right? Because you still, like you still, if you're going Grandmaster Processing, Grandmaster Crafting... In the same line, so just like you were saying, you go, say, tanning and and leatherworking, you still do have reliance on a grandmaster gatherer to bring you the best items. You do. Or sell you the best items. But you're already 100% better than what you were, right? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) You had three. You were only able to get one before. Now you're two of three, right? Yes, that's a great, great point. So you're you're just going to be less dependent on people. You are still dependent on some other people. So a lot of the conversation that you guys talked about was, you know, how you're going to meet these other people. I think it's less so after this patch, um, patch after this update. That is my my initial economic view of this. I'm not opposed to it by any means. The other side of this coin is that it really is something that. I thought that the, the 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 changes make me think of like okay how are we gonna how are we gonna make this thing the most economical while at the same time you know having the best gameplay experience and the forums kind of lit up on this note and I'm I'm kind of curious to bring this to you because this was really a big thing after this particular update what they're saying is that. Some people are not happy that processing is what they call locked behind freeholds, okay? So if your grandmaster processing only comes at freeholds and your grandmaster crafting comes elsewhere and your gathering is obviously out in the woods, if freeholds don't get to be something that everyone experiences, 
then that means the highest level of processing is not something that everyone gets to experience, right? Those are tied inextricably to each other. Those are very, very important to have one after the other. So you are going to have people that fight hard for freeholds. And if you don't put a grandmaster processor on your freehold, I believe you are missing out enormously. That is a requirement for a freehold. And if we get a freehold, you best believe I'm going to grandmaster in two processing things. Sonny Vermeer. That's Vermeer. Right. That's right. I thought you said Sonny. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Uh, now, well, let, let me ask one question here real quick, and then it's all yours, Jibs. Do you have the ability as a freehold owner to allow people other than your family to use it? <sighs> My understanding is no, I think that you would have the ability for other people to purchase stuff from your freehold, but I don't believe that they would be able to use your uh, freeholds type of things. And here's why, because when in that update, they said that they did not limit the ability to use the uh, let's call them stations in a node to the use like the individual user right it would be crazy you, you could have a thousand people in the node that all want to do the 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 carpentry right and so you have to let them all do it but on a freehold it is limited to who gets actually to physically be there and so if that station is being used then that station is being used so i don't think it would make any sense to allow other people to use it other than the people that are on in your family um but buying stuff from the freehold is obviously fair game I believe it's a setting. I believe you can, but it's a setting. Freeholds are intended to work with the family system. Um, Wizzy in chat saying, yes, you, outsiders will be able to. See, he says you can grant access to everyone. I don't okay. know. Wizzy, that, that implies to me that you can also deny them access. Yeah. For sure. Let's end. Galwood is saying freehold is mostly family. Steven has surfaced the idea that a battalion or a subdivision of your guild might be permitted, but they keep saying family. I'm so I'm of the opinion. I think this gets changed. I think that freeholds will no longer be the source of the best processing. I think that what will happen is that this gets changed. Master processing can take place in nodes. However, there are bonuses to using the freehold processing that you don't get in the nodes. So that way it still drives them to the freeholds, but people are then able to still put uh, processing within the node itself, and maybe the node gets a kickback for it. I don't think this sticks around, because I think that you're going to see, poss I think potentially you, you're going to see some potential toxic behavior because of how people gate this players gate this it is an absolute gate you know and that is that is one of the things that i that i was looking at i was like oh okay now first of all like from a gameplay standpoint processing is actually the thing that i'm the most excited about like i heard uh Stikano talk about you know crafting i want to do crafting 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 you make the best gear with crafting and then other people are um talking about gathering they love to be out there gathering for me it is actually processing it is being able to go onto the market find cheap goods turn those goods into something more expensive and then to sell those at a high profit. Like that's my world right there. And then to have it, to have it exclusive to a freehold, if we're able to get one would make it even better. That would be super hot. Now, Steven was not shy about saying that the best 
crafting will take place at nodes and the best processing will take place at freeholds. Like he's not, he's not shying away from that right now, but I I can completely understand your point of view on this JB. Like it is something that is going to be a hot button topic once people are not able to get freeholds because you will not be able to be a grandmaster or if you do, there's no, there's no benefit to it if you don't have a freehold. So it's already a hot button topic right now. Imagine when everyone's in the game, everyone's playing, and the free there's a bottleneck uh, on a lot of servers. People are no longer able to get freeholds, and there's all these gates that people can't get in process. That forum, that Reddit, that social media platform, Twitter, whatever, it's going to be full of that. That is what's going to be full of is because sometimes negativity in particular is sometimes the loudest voice in the room. I guarantee you they will absolutely (laughs) they'll absolutely be loud about it. Wait a second. Are you saying what you're telling me right now is that gamers are going to voice their opinion, bro, in a negative manner? I just think you're wrong. You think gamers are going to be negative about stuff? I think you're just wrong. I don't think you know the internet very well. (laughs) I got this place. I just found it. It's Reddit. (laughs) It's a, uh, it might be new. I'm not real sure. No! (laughs) Don't do it. You're a young man. You have your whole life ahead of you. (laughs) You have your whole life. Yeah, no, the biggest, the biggest news out of the whole thing was that, that opening up of the, uh, the, instead of one, having the ability to do two grandmaster things in different trees. And it's cool, right? So the first thing, and I'm going to, I'll end up doing a video on it, right? And I, I thought about like, okay, if I was going to run a tavern, this was actually the question of the day in one of the Twitch streams that I was doing the other day. If I was going to run a tavern, what two, uh, abilities would I grandmaster? Um, it just opens it all up, right? Like you can have cool stuff all over the place with this. Now, am I going to be a farmer and a cook? Am I going to be animal husbandry and, you know, I don't know, like armor smithing that probably wouldn't make a lot of sense, but that doesn't, but you know what? I want you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I think uh, a week removed from, from hearing this change. I still like it. I still like Novice in All 22, Journeyman of 4, Master in 3. However, I think Grandmaster should still be 1. I think that Master, go for it. Get your 3. However, I think Grandmaster... To me, it kind of comes back to a lot of the skill trees. And this may not be a fair comparison. I'm aware of that. But I think that just like in skill trees, I don't think you should be able to max out entire skill trees. I think you should have to choose. You should have to make, like, if you're really wanting to design your character, how you want to design it, then there needs to be choice. There needs to be that meaningful choice that you chose. For, I'll never forget, Swotor's a good example. There was a meaningful choice when you decided to go dark side on decision and kill that character or let that character live. That was a story beat that meant something. And I still think in this game, it should mean something. And so to that end, I do believe, however, it's definitely more friendly for all of us who can't know life. But I think that Grandmaster should still be one. And that may not be popular, but... No, you brought up a great point in the last podcast when you talked about Wildstar and how the world was not ready to go back to hardcore like Wildstar wanted to give to us. I I do agree with you. I, I loved... I loved the fact that you had to pick one of these things. 
I don't know, though. I think that that change is, is made to, to, to lighten it up just a little bit and to let people have more. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I would be fine with one. I'm fine with two. I think I'd probably pick one if, I, if, I, if you put a gun to my head, you know? Well, of course we would pick one, right, if we, if we were only limited to one. But, like, I, I am very much in favor of the change. And, and I think the reason being is because I think it does – I don't like to use the word cater, but I think it does um, show that Intrepid is considering and does care about um, the solo player as well. The player who wants to lone wolf. There, there's – we're getting a lot of things, uh, like a lot of comments and stuff on some of our YouTube videos that are saying that the game is designed – this game is designed around and will be dominated by large guilds. Large guilds, large groups. Um, and to a certain extent, that may be true. But – that does not remove the fact that solo players, small groups, or just lone wolf players do not have a place in Ashes of Creation. Because I think that's absolutely false. There are so many ways for a solo player or a lone wolf player to contribute to a node. Um, and, you know, to live and really enjoy almost everything in the game. You know, obviously, if you're playing lone wolf, you're not going to be able to solo world bosses and stuff like that you're going to need to be in a group even in that case like you could hop into a group for events and stuff like that and then just hop out and go along your merry way so i do i like this change because i think it does make the crafter a little bit less reliant like sunny was saying on having to um talk to a bunch of people or having to make friends in order to do to do the things that you want but if you can grandmaster two things you can get the thing either most of the way or you can get the beginning materials and then finish it off so there's it's you're either taking the first 66 percent or the last 66 percent of, of what you want to do moving the scale forward with your with your gathering and crafting if that's what you want to do I am curious to know. I know Sonny just, Sonny kind of uh, floundered around a little bit about the two Grandmaster things he was going to take. But, Jibs, do you have a plan so far in what you would want a Grandmaster? Which two disciplines? Oh, geez. Um, Grandmaster, if I'm going to pick two, uh, Lumberjacking. And now we don't know much about Arcane Engineering. So, admittedly, like that's still on the table for me. And scribing, both of those really kind of call to me, but I'm probably going to go. Oh, gosh, the Indiana boy in me wants to say farming, but an animal husbandry. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, lumberjack. I'm just going to pick two: lumberjacking and farming. Cool. Cool. You know, I didn't even think about this. Is it possible to even do animal husbandry if you don't own a freehold? Like, I have no all? idea. That's a good question. I have no right. Idea. Like, are you just a free range goat herder at that yeah. point, or what's going on? Hey, Greg, I'm out here with my herd. What's what? you up to? <laughs> Look, I'd love to join your PvP thing, but I got 47 goats <laughs> following me. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the doors to the freehold are closed. They're locked. That gun, boys, you're now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think if uh, I think I'm I'm kind of floundering myself a little bit. I'm either gonna go f definitely going hunting, right? That is that's a, a given for me. Sure. Um, so I'm either gonna go hunting, tanning, or hunting, fishing. 
Oh. If I go hunting, fishing, it's just obviously full-blown gatherer, uh, and then I'll be selling all those things. But if I go Grandmaster in both of those things, I think it could be pretty lucrative, you know, selling expensive hides and expensive fish. Um, I think that is going to stem on how good the fishing is. The fishing's really good, and I know I'm going to want to be doing a lot of it. I might want to Grandmaster it. Otherwise, I'll probably go hunting and tanning. There is always money in good gathering. Always. Mm-hmm. If, sure. you are a, if you are a player that is out in the world, that like that is where you got to be, right? That is, that's the, those are always the best professions to, as you're leveling also. Because you're out there, right? right? You're always out there. You're getting the stuff. You might as well just sell it. I am going to go, if we can get ourselves a freehold, man, I'm going double processing. I'm going to run an inn, and it's going to be... Cooking and farming. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to be it. just 100% domesticated, <laughs> just living in my freehold. It's going to be great. Every oh, now and then I'll roll into town where I'm mayor and I'll, you know, give a speech or Every two and, and then, then go back to the farm. I'm just a simple <laughs> farmer, you know. I'm not a politician. I'm just a simple farmer here to help you. <laughs> Definitely simple. Oh, goodness. Sonny for mayor. Sonny for mayor. Sonny for mayor. You know, there was actually something we did forget to cover, and that was the artisan gear and the surveying. I'm now realizing that's something we missed. Anyway, so artisan gear, it boosts your artisans in their gathering, processing, and uh, crafting professions. Uh, NPCs will sell lower-level artisan gear. Players can craft higher-level artisan gear. And, of course, there are three artisan gear slots. Now, I th- I know a lot of players, particularly in the recent uh, Warcraft expansion, Dragonflight, experience this a lot with the gear itself that you can put on your character. So, like, you can wear a fishing hat. It's got all the lures and everything around it while you're fishing to boost your, your fishing skill. Or you can have an apron on if you're a blacksmith, you know, that has stats on it. And um, what did you guys think of this, of the artisan and gear? I love it. It's it's toggleable. So, and like, the, or I think, uh, what was it like the herb, was it herbalist or alchemist skivvies or something like that? That was in yes. the, was in the video and I was dying. I was like, oh, that, <laughs> they have senses of humor. These, they're amazing. Um, I love the fact that you can toggle this on and off. If I'm out there doing stuff, if I'm fishing, hell yeah, I want my fishing gear on. I want to toggle that thing. So I look like I'm fishing. I think that's an amazing, amazing thought on how this works now i don't want it to work the way warcraft currently has theirs working which you can change i just found out you can change that but if you're out out and about and you you're an herbalist and you pick a flower uh you're automatically wearing this like massive female looking sun hat on my night elf and it doesn't go away you gotta like toggle it off and it's super (laughs) irritating i'm like i don't want i don't want to wear a dress and a woman's sun hat right now just because I picked a flower. So I don't like the way that works. <laughs> right now. Um, That's for the weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's only in the morning. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but um, I love the fact that there are, you get the three slots for artisan gear. Um, the NPCs will give you the basic stuff and then the rest of the, like the good stuff is going to have to be crafted, which again makes you, you know, probably reliant on, I don't know, a weaver or somebody who makes, you know, light armor would probably be doing a lot of those um, a lot of those pieces because they, these pieces used to be your undergarments they used to be undergarment slots but now they're crafting gear slots so 
I like it. I mean, I like anything that adds a little bit more flavor to it. Um, and, and especially gives people a little bit more ownership on those particular uh, skills, right? If I'm cooking, I want to put on my my hibachi chef hat. That's exactly what I want. I want a giant hibachi chef hat and a flat top grill so that I can cook my stuff. Um, and if I'm farming, I want to look like a farmer. I don't want to look like... I don't want to look like a paladin out there, you know, milking a goat, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Nobody's wearing wear their chainmail. Yeah, and their full armor and their head, <laughs> their head slot with a little tiny slit while they're trying to wander <laughs> around to find the cow because they can't see anything through the plate mail armor that they've got on. And the cows are terrified. That is not good farming. <laughs> we don't yeah. have a cow. We have a bull. That's how you end up milking bulls is what happens when you can't, you have bad visibility. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. And, and the more that they can add into a game is, is the best. I will agree with you. You should be able to turn it on and off at your own discretion so that you're not like accidentally out in a battlefield and, and, uh, and, and find an animal and suddenly you're wearing like a chef's hat or something like that in the middle of the fight. That's, That's currently how it works. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I don't like that at all. The other thing that, uh, that they, they really didn't cover it in the developer update, but it is part of the artisan system, and that's serving. Um, this was the one that we had talked about how uh, it's very, very... Star Wars Galaxies, like surveying was a really big thing. And, and we'll you know, just touch on a, a few points there. It, it really does play a key role because it allows gatherers to identify resources within a particular location. And some of the highlights here, which I absolutely love, it will identify, surveying will identify types of resources that spawn within that static area. But it also tells you information about the seasons and the locations that they spawn in when they like, like for flowers or plants, like when they like to be watered, some can only be found at night. Like you get a host of information when you use uh, your surveying equipment. Now you will, you'll be given like a surveying tool that gives you this information. And then your proficiency with that tool will evolve. And then you can unlock like these additional, what they call pylons which will increase your search area, which I just, I'm loving this idea and I'd like to see this fleshed out. I personally think they would have showed it already if it was ready. I just don't think it's ready. Surveying is absolutely a profession I, I wish was actually its own thing. Going out and surveying itself is something I would no question dive in on. I think it's such a cool system. You know, you mentioned SWG, that is something I never got to experience. And just the idea of this system of what it could do, it just sounds like an incredible amount of fun, an incredible amount of progression too, especially when you can level something like that up and become more proficient. I would love to see that as its separate, its own profession itself. I think that'd be awesome. It's an interesting idea. I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, surveying could easily be something like that. You could be very creative with a surveying profession to allow you to work in teams. If you have a master surveyor with you, maybe that person is able to identify like all sorts of stuff for all sorts of different professions. You could be like, we need to go gather, but we really do need to bring a surveyor with us. You know, that that would be oh, cool. Yeah. They could make so much money. And Matt, the right? surveyors would be the mo the richest people in Oliveira. They'd be your mayors. <laughs> we, they would like they would be in the cities. Okay, this would be super Star Wars Galaxies. They would be in the cities advertising if hey, if you just pay me such and such money and, and we'll group up and I'll show you. I'll show you where all the good shit is. I'll show you right now. 
You I know w- that's how it would yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. I wish that was the, the system. I mean, wow. I'll point out all the stuff that you want, right? Uh, that would be crazy. Like, oh, stop digging yeah. there. Go dig over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be yeah. cool for group play, too. I mean, truthfully, it makes more sense from a, um, for a game that's really group-based content and really reliant on other players. That that would be that thing for sure there it is wall of crazy right there wall, wall of crazy, crazy. surveying as its own profession that's right there you go be pretty cool oh all right so uh thank you all so much for tuning into the show <laughs> i just want to say i missed the last show i really want, <laughs> i feel uh, you know like Burns did a great job and i really miss not being there and <laughs> oh that's too funny <laughs> oh, well, thank you, everyone, truthfully, for pushing play today, coming by the podcast. All of you here at Lore, uh, Lore Forge Live, being here at the live recording. Did you drop a Lore Seeker on me? I did. You I did. did. I, I did. It, it, kind of, it squeaked out. But, you uh, are a professional. I know the name of your show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for watching the VOD or the YouTube video and all the comments and all the interactions. The amount of comments and interactions we have over there continues to blow us away, and you guys are awesome. So thank you so much. Um, you can always, if you enjoy the show, let us know how we're doing. Take a moment, leave us a review on our podcast, on any podcast app that you're uh, listening from. For every five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review right here on the show. And don't forget, you can always call us and get uh, featured in our mailbag segment at 516-875-1776. Don't be afraid. I updated the voicemail today, so you won't hear a strange lady talking to you when you leave a voicemail. You'll hear something from Loreforge itself. So, uh, and of course, you can email us loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Visit loreforge.com to find our link tree, not our LinkedIn, as I said earlier on uh, the stream this afternoon. Go to our LinkedIn if you'd like to <laughs> work for us. Come yes. hire us. <laughs> you want to drop a business inquiry? <laughs> 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 Send us your resume. Uh, or you can find uh, basically all of the good stuff that we do at youtube.com. And that is at Loreforged. Uh, on Twitch, we are at twitch.tv slash HQ, And then Patreon, of course. Patrons uh, are privy to our once a month State of the Owl, which is our behind the scenes after dark uh, episodes. And that's a lot of fun. We have a good time there. And that is exclusive to our patrons. And that is at patreon.com slash HQ Cash. Follow us on X, uh, Jibs at Jibs IRL. I am at Cash Cash Quest. The cash is with a K. Sonny is at U of Coruscant. And most importantly, don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ. Friends, join us on Discord. We're actually building a neat and fun little community over there. We're doing some gaming together. We're shucking up a little bit. Every single morning, it's actually really, really nice. Because I get to see everybody wishing each other good morning and have a great day. It's just, it's so so cool and then when somebody pops in everybody's very very welcoming and we just shuck and jive so it's pretty cool this week we have some new members we want to welcome lullaby curry chief koala trixer and ward they're all new this week to the loreforge family anyway uh check out our latest videos we got some cool videos popping up um mondays midweek and at the end of the week go to our youtube check it out Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Have an awesome week, and we will be back next week right here on Lore Forge. Take care, everybody. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, everyone.